Oh my gosh, am I on? Can you hear me? Oh, good. I hate mics. Um, just to be honest with you, they. Uh, what's that? Exactly. Well, you know, that did come out kind of weird, didn't it? Although I could share with you a testimony Pastor had this morning in uh, Sunday school, kind of changed our whole uh, opinion about him. Um, but we won't do that today. Um, I'll let him tell you that. Um, guys, I want to tell you something. Uh, we're excited to be here. Uh, this is our time home to, to be with family. One of our things that we uh, talk about, and, I, and if you ever read our newsletter or some posts, I always talk about our friends and family that we're coming home to visit. Um, and I'm actually going to change that from now on because it's not about family, or it's not about friends anymore, it's about family. Um, the reason being that I say that is, is that we have, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, and as we accept Christ as our Father, or Christ as uh, our Savior, and we worship uh, our Father, and we have the Holy Spirit in us, we are now family. See, we're not, we're not just family because we accepted Christ, but even the people who haven't accepted Christ, God still sent His Son for them, so we still claim them as family as well. Maybe not. A, uh, maybe we just need to reach them a little bit more, but we're still claiming them as family. So, with that being said, we're happy to be home with family. That's one of the things that we do. So, and with that being said, the other thing about it is, is that the work that we do through the Holy Spirit and in God's name, you guys are you guys get credit for that as well. Just like when we're in Africa and you guys are doing amazing things here because I was sitting with Pastor the other day and I was just listening to the things going on in this area and the changes that have been made in the church and to see the changes in the building and things like that, that we're part of that as well because we are together. Because we're all one in the Holy, all one in the Spirit. So with that being said, what we decided to do this time when we came home is, is that sometimes we forget that we don't always report back on everything that we do. Um, I've seen a lot of times that we, we, um, uh, we'll send out our emails, we'll send out our newsletters, we put on Facebook, but some, you know, believe it or not, some people just don't have all of that. Not, to me, that's kind of crazy. Um, but, and we're terrible at posting on social media, I'm just going to say that right now. Please don't uh, follow us on social media so when we do post something. Um, but... Uh, after talking with Pastor, he doesn't even have my email, or he doesn't get our newsletter. So I'm going to fix that problem as well. Um, and hopefully he'll uh, look in a spam folder and see it. Um, but um, to get started out, like I always say, we have to start out with uh, Scripture. Because that's what we're here about. This is what it's for on Sunday morning. Uh, and that is definitely to study the Word of God. So uh, the Scripture I chose today is coming out of Psalms in, uh, chapter, uh, excuse me, in chapter 71. Uh, and I'm going to start reading in verse 14. It says, As for me, I will wait continually, and I will continue to praise you. I will tell about your justice, and all day long proclaim your salvation, though I cannot fathom its full extent. I will come and tell about the mighty acts of the Sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your justice, yours alone. Oh God, you have taught me since I was young, and I am still declaring your amazing deeds. For when I am old and gray, and some of us a little more than usual, oh God, do not abandon me until I tell the next generation about your strength and those coming after me about your power. Your justice, oh God, extends to the skies above. You have done great things. 
Oh God, who can compare to you? Father God, I just, uh, I love, I love being able to study your word, Father. I love to see scripture, Father. And Father, I just ask right now that we hide this in our hearts and know that as we move forward, no matter where we go, Father God, that we are uh, ambassadors of your love. Father, I love you and I thank you. Father, we thank you for the things that you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, with that being said, testimony. How important is testimony? Why do we do testimony? I'll tell you the reason why, we, why it's very important for me is because when I go into a village and these people are seeing things that are not happening, God is maybe not working in their lives, yet we can bring people that are uh, being changed by the gospel into that area and they can testify to the goodness of God and the things that he's doing, they actually will increase their faith. They actually can see how their lives can change. So to me, testimony is one of the most important ways that we build our faith. Not only do we see it, because there's days that do you feel like sometimes that God left you behind? There are days. Now, it's hard. The scripture tells us never to doubt that. We were speaking today in Sunday school about how sometimes just being in our, uh, having our children around us sometimes can test our faith. Right? I'm not saying anything about my children. I'm not going to look at them. Charlie. <laughs> But sometimes it does. Sometimes we, we I love today, Pastor was talking about, sometimes we need to be that example to our children. And sometimes when they test our faith, how hard is that, or test us, how hard is it for us to show that example to them? But we need to be able to give them testimony in that. And in that, when we know that when we hear from other ones, we're sitting in class and we're hearing from parents going, oh no, it's the same at my house, and no, it's the same at my house. We know that God's working in through them, we're going to be able to find that strength in them. So today I wanted to just go through because Pastor told me I only had 20 minutes um, because apparently there's football and I don't know, some things like that. I don't know exactly. He told me that if I went over 20 minutes, you guys would get up and leave me. And I don't want to be the only one standing here. Um, so with that being said, he also told, asked me if I could preach on the first. So my sermon that I was going to give today is I'm saving it for the first. So if you want to hear what I'm going to be talking about then, I need you here on the first, okay? Apparently that went over really well. Okay. All right, so there's a couple of things we want to talk about. Uh, we started a ministry school uh, a couple of, uh, about three years ago. Um, it's uh, uh, through an organization. They actually are uh, through a, a, an accredited college here in, in the States, and we do a diploma of ministry program. Our first class, we, we graduated five students from it. Uh, we taught that at my kitchen table. Uh, these five students were our ministry partners. We felt it was very important for this class. We had, of those five students, four of our ministry partners have now gone on and become very vital, important uh, people in the ministry in the area. These are local individuals. This class is provided for free. Um, to the student, however, our ministry fund is what pays for it, and that money that you guys send actually goes into that ministry fund to help pay for it. So we finished up that class, uh, and one of the students from there did so well that I could have used his, his uh, um, answers from his, from his um, 
from his lessons to actually grade everybody else's because they were so good. Uh, and so I asked him, I said, How, what do you think about teaching? He says, I love to teach. It's my natural, it's one of my things I love to do. He had actually gone to school to do some school to teach younger kids. And I said, well, how would you like to be part of teaching this class? And he was like, this is great. Uh, so we were uh, asked by an, uh, a city which is about two hours away, a church that I have connections with, uh, asked if we could bring that class to them. So last year, we graduated eight students. Caps, gowns, big meal. Everybody was super excited. Of those eight students, things are, uh, they're actually moving out into communities and actually carrying the gospel and the lessons that they were talking, that they were taught and how to use. So we graduated. That's 13 students. So as we were getting ready to graduate these students, I asked Charles, which I'll talk a little bit more about him in just a few minutes. Um, Charles... I asked him, I said, where's your next class going to be? And he goes, well, I think I'm going to do another class here in Mongu, if that's okay. I'm like, yeah, that's great. He says, I also want to do one in Sioma. I was like, oh, okay, Sioma is where we stay. Um, and so just with that, uh, in that, in that class, we have 39, 39 students in those, in those two classes. Um, so with that being said, we, <laughs> we had actually uh, said, oh, no, we'll print the books. It's not hard, right? When it's eight students, that was nothing at 80 pages a piece. Um, yeah, we're going through paper and ink like you wouldn't believe printing these books right now. So, uh, and we actually bought a new printer, which made life a lot easier, um, except for it likes ink. For some reason, it eats it all. Uh, when I go to the store anywhere in, Lusa or, uh, in Zambia, if I find the ink, I buy it all. I don't just buy one cartridge, I buy it all. So we're actually thinking about hopefully looking for a printer that can print these books for us a lot uh, more cost-effective for us. But as of right now, we're still printing them. Um, uh, one of the other things that we, we started, again, let me talk a little bit about Charles. Charles is like my, my number one disciple that has been working with me for a very long time. Um, ever, you know, even before the school of ministry, he uh, ha is my go-between uh, some of my other workers. Charles uh, was a, a, uh, went to one church, and he, he was an, uh, a leader in the church. And after he, he heard us speak one day, he, and, and he felt the move of God on him, he actually took the book of discipline for a very, um, very what's the word I'm looking for? Legalistic church. Um, and he took the book of discipline, and he went through the entire book of discipline and found in the Bible where the book of discipline contradicted the word of God. And he actually went to his church, and he started teaching these contradictions from the Bible. And now we see, even though that this church is still considered a legalistic church, he's seen changes within his church. Um, he is very important to us. Like I said, he... We actually got, get, uh, when we got our, our new vehicles, which I'll talk about here in just a minute, we actually gave him one of our old vehicles uh, so that he can do the ministry that he's doing now. Um, he's doing the school of ministry. He's actually uh, venturing into new areas for us as well. Um, but anyway, Charles does a ministry that we tried very hard. Now in Zambia, um, traditional leaders are seen to be the epicenter for witchcraft. And I didn't believe that. And my chief in the area that we, I went to him and I was like, chief, I'm like, I know you're a born again Christian. I know you're spirit filled, but this is what we're doing. 
And he, I said, what can we do to help change the image of, of, the, of the traditional leadership in the area? And he said to me, he says, well, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to start coming and, and doing a weekly Bible study with my, my court, my kuta is what it's called, uh, and, and I want you to start coming and I want you to uh, preach the word of God and I want you to pray with my kuta every, every week. So I started that. And I'd bring Charles because Charles is my translator. Um, and he, he then, they started, he started getting called from the kuta to come and pray with them more often. Uh, he's actually gone. The chief has called him and asked him to come down and pray with him. He's actually gone in. His wife has gone and prayed with the uh, chief's wife, the queen. And so we're real excited on how that's going. We're actually seeing huge changes of the perception of the people in the area just through the gospel. About in 2016, when we first, uh, our first couple of years there, we were asked to go to a, a place that was called Chulamumba. It was out on the Angola border. And, in, and this area that, where we were going is kind of a refugee area. So we had some people that came from South Africa that went to Namibia. They had some problems in Namibia. They then moved to Angola. And then Angola was right about the time that the civil war in Angola happened. And then they moved over to Zambia. So they were trying to chase this or get away from, this, uh, from these warring areas. And they moved into uh, Zambia. And this area has become a refugee area. And this area is, there's nothing there. There's not any good farming. It's nothing but sand. Um, and these poor, these poor people, the language is not even the same to, the, uh, to what uh, the area has. Um, when they are given land by the chief, it is, um, uh, is never good, good land. Anyway, we went there. We, we actually had an expedition there. And it's, it's a seven-hour drive for us to be able to get to this area over a road that is just terrible. Um, and I know you guys have heard me talk about my roads in Zambia. They have not gotten any better. Um, we keep saying there is one road that's better and they keep posting it. And I don't know why the, the king of the Lozis need to have that beautiful road to his palace, but he does and nobody else has a beautiful road. Um, but it takes us about seven hours to get there. And then once we get there, we bail off into deep sand. We have to use uh, four-wheel drive to be able to even get to this village. It's about an hour out into the sand from Chulumu or from, from one of the uh, bigger towns in the area. So I have, we now have team, praise God, hallelujah. We have more than just us in, on our base now. We have a family, uh, Solomon and Samrak, with their little boy, um, who is amazing. Uh, and Solomon has, has claimed that area, that, that, that district. We, we, it's the Shangombo district. And he's like, I don't care. I want to go out into the sand. I want to go and reach these people. Because in, the, in our area, we don't have big... Uh, uh, Groups of people, we have to actually go and and find. We may have five or six uh, families in one area, and five or six families here, and so there's a lot of distance in that. And so Solomon just fell in love with this area, and so he went to Tulumumba. Has been doing some ministry that side, and he came to me and he says, um, "Sean, he says they have a broken well there," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's 
That's, a, that's something I can fix. I can fix a broken well. And I said, so we loaded up all the equipment. I've got my, my team together, and I've got three guys that we've trained on how to repair wells. Um, and this isn't going out with machines. This is going out with hand tools and pulling the well out that way. And um, we get there, and sure enough, the well is not working. Um, I pull the well. The rods have come apart, and they're sticking in. We ended up having to cut pipes and everything. It was a tough, uh, tough weld uh, to fix. We dropped a new well down inside there, and we started pumping water. Now, I have pictures of the water that they were drinking because if they don't have a, uh, an actual borehole or a well that they can use, they'll hand dig wells. And then the cows go to it, the goats go to it any other number of animals go there, you look down in the well and there's just disease and, and bugs and, and you look at the, the people of this village and, and their bellies are distended and they, they're, they don't look very healthy. Um, and for medical people like me, that just doesn't go over well. And so we fix this well, we get it going, we're pumping water. The, 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 the Induna, the leader of the village, he's just excited. And, and uh, I was looking, and we had this little lady that just kept standing there, and she had this baby that I swear Charlie has a doll that's bigger than this baby is. It's itty-bitty tiny. And she was holding this baby, and I was just like, this baby doesn't look like it's gonna thr- is not thriving at all. And you could look at the mom's lips. Her lips were dry. Her skin was really dry. You could just tell that she was, didn't have enough water. And so after we cleared it, because we do uh, dump uh, chlorine down inside it, we want to clear that water out, make it as healthy as possible. Once we cleared that water to where it was drinkable, I took a water bottle and I just filled it up. And I took that water bottle and I walked over and I handed it to her. And she drank down that water bottle and, I mean, it was, it was like she had never had anything like that before. By the time it was over with, at that day, we were having a water fight. We had water splashing everywhere, which in 120 degrees is great. It wasn't more just for the kids. It was for me as well. Because um, it was hot that day. But now we have an ability that we can actually go in. They have a water source now. And in our, in, our, in, our, in our team, we have an individual who teaches what we call farming God's way. It's conservation farming, but it talks more about how God is here to restore the land. Not just to restore people, but he wants to restore the land as well. And so we're actually, we'll go in there, and he does a two-day class. And so last, I think it was last week, he, he and Solomon had gone into the area and they were setting up how to do a garden in this area. Because of the was such bad, bad uh, nutrition in the area, I wanted to make sure that there was some, uh, we could get a garden growing in this area to actually give them some uh, green leafy vegetables, some different vegetables that it would actually bring some nutrition to the area. Again, that's, that's something that's directly related to you guys. Um, Lauren and I have kind of stepped into a new role within Overland. It hasn't changed our position anywhere or our actual location. It just 
<laughs> gave us more work. Uh, one of the things that I know you guys, I'm sure most of you have heard that sometimes you just think your plate's too full and you think, oh my gosh, I can't handle another thing. Uh, Lauren and I have both done that. We've sat there and we can't do any more ministry. We got homeschool. We got this. We got that going on. And uh, God says, no, wait, hang on. <laughs> Here's something else for you. Uh, and our, the leader of our organization will just tell you, you just need a bigger plate. You just need to increase your capacity. And so we actually took an opportunity. Uh, we have been doing this for a lot because both being medical professionals, we get phone calls all the time like, hey, what do we do about this? Um, we actually have been asked to be on all medical calls or all medical situations within Overland. Uh, and that is worldwide. <laughs> so and we can be at 3 o'clock in the morning, we can get a message from somebody asking a question. Um, that is not something that Lauren and I take. Um, right, we're very comfortable with that because we know that there are people within our organization that may not have the idea of what's going on or what they need to do. Maybe sometimes they just can't through. They can preach the gospel, but they don't know what to do if they've got a cut or if they've got a rash or they've been bit by something or, or exposed to something, whatever it may be, we're able to kind of concise and, and, and diagnose down to what they do. We also were asked to teach uh, future missionary students, uh, or our future missionaries. Uh, we have a class that's called AMT, and it's advanced mission training. It's what we did in 2013 before we started in the ministry, and they've actually asked us and another missionary to come in and design a class uh, that is preparing these missionaries that are going out on the field. Uh, and so we've gone in with this person and we've developed this class to, to prepare them for some things that they're going to see. Uh, and then how to, to reach or, or to get to a goal or to call us if they need help. Um, and that was just to prepare people because I, if you're not medical related, not like Jay and I, were like we deal with that kind of stuff. But if you're not medical, uh, anytime, you can sometimes just get scared of seeing that. You can see, you know, oh my gosh, it's bleeding. And we go, stop the bleeding. You know, it, that's not, and sometimes we have to explain that to them. And after they saw us doing that for AMT, then we also have an indigenous training program within the organization uh, of our, our missionaries that are within the organization uh, that are in country. We actually bring them to an area and we teach them for three months as well. And they asked us to come in and, and teach the medical program to them as well. Um, the really cool thing we, we were able to do is to actually take away some of the myths on what to treat them with. Um, our fa my favorite one was putting an egg on a burn. <laughs> and I went, uh, no, uh, mm -mm, please, please stop that from now on. Never do that again. Um, and so we, one of the things that was, it was funny, by the end of the class, everybody loves soap and water um, because... Really, soap and water fixes a lot of things. Um, and so they were really excited to be able to do that. But in that, uh, they were able to, we created splints and we showed them how to do proper dressings and, and know when to actually go to the clinic and get things taken care of. Some of the things that are going on globally within Overland, um, and these are some of the things that are very uh, exciting for us. So right before we came, came back home, we had a uh, conference, uh, and it was called the King of Kings. And 
we had originally, we have uh, a chaplaincy program within, the, within Overland that what we've done is we've taken a man of God or a woman of God and we've put them with every tribal leader. Again, like I told you, that tribal leaders were seen as the epicenter of witchcraft. And so what we're trying to do is put a, a man of God with him, just like Nathan was for da uh, King David, somebody that could uh, um, point to Scripture and pray with these leaders. So we, in Zambia, we have 288 chiefs, uh, uh, senior chiefs in the area or in the country. We have 280 chaplains trained up through this program. We started it in 20. I think 16, 20, no, 2014, excuse me, and we have 280 chaplains trained. So we decided we wanted to bring all those chaplains together now that kind of to celebrate this and to bring them all together in one spot and just have a, a day of just celebrating together that, of reaching this accomplishment. This program has also moved into the uh, DRC, also into Zimbabwe as well. It's starting to move into Malawi. Uh, we're also going into some of the other countries in Angola and the other countries surrounding Zambia now. Um, anyway, so we decided to do this. And then somebody said, well, what we need to do now is we need to bring the chiefs with our chaplains. So we invited all the chiefs, all the senior chiefs to come to this area. Now, in 2013, Gaddafi had an opportunity to, that he brought all the tribal leaders to, to Libya and wanted to, uh, his whole reason for doing that was to be crowned the, the, the king of Africa. Um, that failed miserably and didn't work out so well. So we brought all the people, we brought all the chiefs. They were coming, and then we had uh, FATA, which is the uh, traditional leaders throughout Africa, an organization that brings these guys together, actually heard of what we were doing. And so they said, can we bring our chiefs, or bring our kings? So we ended up bringing 56 kings and queens from 36 different countries in Africa to Lusaka, uh, Zambia, to celebrate the one king of kings. I'm going to tell you that this was an amazing event. I had to go and have suits made um, because I can't go into any store in Zambia and have something made um, or I, I buy it off the rack. Um, so I had suits made. If you see the pictures of the Kings of Kings, it's a very nice suit. Uh, I've never had anything tailor-made in my life. And when I put it on, I was like, wow, this fits really nice. Um, it was, don't don't uh, think it spent a lot of money because it was pretty cheap to get made. But anyway, it was a beautiful suit. Uh, Lauren had dresses made, um, and the kids even had some things going. But the thing about the King of Kings was is after we were there and we were able to, they had a meeting for Fata, but the other thing was is that, that we celebrated uh, we had gospel artists come. We had the word preached every day. We had kings and queens that were, had never even seen uh, the word of God portrayed the way that we were doing, that it was, you know, it was always the legalistic churches that they, that they had seen. Um, they always saw dancing of, of, of kings and the queens that are of, of different things in Africa. The best part about this was is we actually were able to drive these kings and queens. The Bible tells us that because of, in God's name, we are going to, uh, or in Jesus' name, we're going to be placed between, before kings and queens. I never thought that was going to be my spot, but here I am driving them around. 
With that being said, we've already been invited to about five different countries. Countries we never thought we'd go into. I'm going to tell you right now, um, they told us to be prepared that these might be places that we would go and or go in and do recons in. I was carrying around the, uh, a king from Somalia. <coughs> Not one of my places I would have had on my map, Lord. I'm just saying, um, you know, they've only been in a, a civil war since like, you know, right around the turn of the century. And it's still going on. But that, that king has requested us to come in. He says, my people need the word of God. We were able to hand out Bibles to these guys that they have never even seen. I can't even imagine what this, what this conference is going to do. We always say we ask for revival. Wherever we're at, we ask for revival. Even you here is asking for revival. And now we're seeing a whole entire continent come to God. Just because of one, one event. Opportunities are just growing. One of the things that we... Uh, we also have an increase in missionaries. I'll just let you know that we went from, in 2015, uh, or excuse me, in 2013, we were the first of 100 uh, missionaries within our organization. We're pushing uh, right now about 400 missionaries uh, just in that short period of time. We're still needing missionaries. <laughs> Anybody want to come to Somalia, let me know. I got you a place. Um, but one of the things that we have to do is we have to give God the glory in all of this. Because this is, every time I talk about it, it's not about us. See, I, I don't care. I want, to be, I want to be one day that guy that, they, that somebody says, hey, you remember the white guy, the Makua? Which is white guy in, in Lozi. It's like, you remember that Makua that came? What was his name? Oh, we don't remember, but he just spoke the word of God. And that's what we need to be. That's where we need to go. We give God that glory. So when I'm sitting here talking to you guys about this thing, you guys get to claim it because we're family. You can claim it. It goes to your, your, uh, your credit for the things that you guys do. And all when it comes down to it is we just want to give glory to God. So one of the last things I want to talk a little bit about is something that our organization has come up with. Our organization, we have amazing musicians in our, in our, in our organization. And, our, and we actually have an opportunity that they came together, and some of you may have seen some, of the, uh, some things that are very similar to it, but these are, they've written songs and recorded these songs. The really cool thing about it is, is Overland receives nothing from it. We don't sell these songs. This is just to return glory back to God. So I asked Connor if he would look up, right, Connor? Did I say that right? Okay. Uh, to look up one of the songs, I want to just play a short piece of it, and then I'll talk a little bit about it. Guys, we're, we're part of that roar. You guys are part of that roar. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return on the, on, on, uh, with a loud noise. And I, it's not going to be beautiful music. We're going to come out like a roaring lion. And we're going to be, uh, we're gonna, uh, he's going to be working on that praise. Because he knows that it's time for us to come back. Or it's time for him to come back.
That song is uh, on our YouTube page. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Music. I'm not selling it. We're not selling it. You guys can find it there. It's free. There's four different songs there. They actually have videos that go along with it. While they were recording it, they've uh, done videos. It's on the Overland, Overland Missions music page. Please go and enjoy it. It's beautiful music. I'm not saying that just because I, I know each and every one of those voices that are singing. Um, it was funny because I was listening to it just now, and I was like, that's Libby, that's, that's Oscar, that's, uh, you know, and that's Tom and, and Lewinsky. Um, and, of course, a whole group of people. But, guys, you guys are part of this. This is what you, you've allowed things like this to happen because of your faithfulness to us. And we give glory to God. And in this time when we're getting ready to be thankful this morning, I got up and I was like, you know what? Let me, what, what exactly is my sermon going to be about today? And I was like, no, it has to be about Thanksgiving. And then I went, oh yeah, <laughs> this week's Thanksgiving. I love it when pastor was saying that. I know everything was about Thanksgiving. But guys, we are thankful for you. And know that every, every hard day that we have, we give glory to God because of the, uh, the ability that you guys have given us. We appreciate your love. We appreciate your, debt, or, or your, faith, um, your faith in us to be able to do what is, is what God's called us to do. We love you. Thank you.